You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Bay Corner, third split. It was 28 and 2. Better be the best. About to be wound up. Given full bore races. Five metres in front. In second spot on the inside. Golden Bay fashion icon. Don Hugo eases across carts. Spots a middle gap. But while all that's happening, better be the best, says Tada. It's raced away. And under a stranglehold is going to cruise in and beat the fast finishing Don Hugo. And then Golden Bay fashion icon was a good run. I played that because I was watching that race live on uh, Saturday night. And I heard Fred Hastings. I thought I was here. Hearing things, Chris Barsby's with me in studio, of course. Good morning to you, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good I thought morning, I was hearing things when he reeled off that first quarter and it was checked incorrect. 25.6. Mm. <laughs> What's the fastest quarter ever at Menangle, you reckon? Um, but that, gee, can you go much faster than that, Chris? Um, His quarters, by the way, were 25.6. Then he ran a, a slight, much slower second quarter, which he had to, I suppose, 29.6 and then... 28-2 and then home in 26-4 better be the best but though that was sub just a tick over 149 and that wasn't the fastest time I think 149-2 Frankie Ferocious in the first but gee they were running fast there on Saturday night yeah they sure were and I'm glad you replayed that race because the chariots is is fast approaching we've got the final qualifier this Saturday night the pale face adios and that is just going to be stacked that race Merlin comes across from New Zealand for real life from Queensland heads down there and you've just replayed Better Be The Best. He's got to back up and start in that because by his own sort of level, he was disappointing in the Hondo Grattan, well below expectations. So he needs to run well to guarantee himself a spot in the chariots. So this is going to be interesting. And as you outlined just there, the fastest time of the night belongs to Frankie Ferocious. He's sitting pretty because when he went to Melbourne first up for Jason Grimson, he was able to win the four-year-old Bonanza, which guaranteed him a start in the chariots. So... They've got that little bit more time to plot and plan their path going forward with the chariot. So they started him there on Saturday night. I don't think I've seen a horse win as easy as what he did running that sort of time. He's going to be hard mm. to beat. What Queensland I was thinking, actually, Chris, watching too. these horses, mm. you know, I'm thinking, maybe you think of Leap to Fame in a Miracle Mile where if something like a horse is running that sort of 149 too and yep. did it fairly softly... And Leap to Fame had to work around and say a miracle mile, hypothetically, and sit in the death. And they're running, I mean... Yeah. <sighs> it can Jeez. bring them undone. And we've seen it before. Mm. Blacks of Fake never won a miracle mile. Lazarus never won a miracle mm. it's mile. It's a tough ask, isn't it? Around Absolutely. That track, when they're running those sort of times. Mm. And often Peg's dominated too because they're, you know, you can't sit in the death and win when they're running those sort of times. Anyway. But it just, it underlines the strength of our four-year-old crop. And, and that's sort of a little hard to sort of get your head around given what we had in our four-year-old crop last year with the likes of leap to fame catch a wave and co but here we are and we spoke with grant dixon this time last week and i asked the question is the four-year-olds the biggest threat to to larry because he seems like he's got all the open class the aged horses uh covered so this current crop of four-year-olds they're going to be a real threat don't stop dreaming frankie ferocious merlin starts this weekend uh, better be the best, maybe for real life. So I think this Chariots is going to be a real strong pointer for the Miracle Mile. They have changed it a little bit compared to previous years, so the four-year-olds probably don't have as big an advantage as what they've done previously. But I think uh, I think the four-year-olds are going to be very hard to stop. 
Larry is nominated for Friday night's feature, the Newcastle Mile. So those fields are going to be drawn uh, later today. And much the same with the uh, the Chariots qualifier, the Pale Face Adios. They're being drawn as we speak. So they'll be out a little bit later. So tomorrow we'll talk more about the Newcastle Mile on Friday night and also the other uh, Pale Face Adios on Saturday night. Just the gate speed too, Chris. was It's just electric with that uh, Frankie Ferocious in that first race. As soon as the arm went back, it was on the fence within a few strides. Yeah. Um, he, he's a Jesus. wickedly fast Oh, horse. yeah. So he, he was able to sit three fence there first up for uh, Team Grimson at uh, Melton on Hunter Cup night. But then he showed his versatility. He can really fly the gate and he did it all the way. Mm. And like I said, I don't think I've seen a horse win in that sort of time, as easy as what he mm. did. He's but he was really... hard up against the arm. You know, yeah. as soon as that arm, he just, yeah, geez, it was explosive off the arm. Yeah, absolutely. Answer yeah. this question, because Shannon Price is waiting for me. Yep. Um, why can we have fields out for Saturday night at Albion Park uh, and all the rest of it, but there's nothing there for Friday at Newcastle? Why, why is there all different times for different states? It just seems weird. Well, I'm not sure why. And Menangle, you normally, and, and up until a very recent period, um always out on a Monday. So we've gone back 24 hours now, so I'm not too sure. So uh, they were always first ones out of the blocks as far as putting their fields up for the weekend's uh, racing. But now they've gone back and now they're being released on, on the Tuesday. So I don't know why they're doing that. And, and it's odd that both the Newcastle Mile feature meeting and the, uh, the Chariots of Fire qualifier meeting this Saturday night are both being released at the same time. And to go back to your other question... Fastest ever first quarter, 24-8. That was in a miracle mile. Hector JJ was lit up from the outside draw and uh, he, he was absolutely flying. So 24-8. So he crossed, did he, from the outside draw in a miracle mile. Wow. Mm. Shannon Price is with us. How are you, Shannon? Good, thanks. Uh, we've got to talk about last night's trial. So you've got some big decisions coming up. So let's talk about the trial. So just to paint the picture... You were meant to trial your stars last Friday. We had the big wet there on Friday, so the meeting was lost, the trials were lost. So you had to do some scrambling. You took them to Reckliff last night for a trial. So did they do what you wanted? And how's it been over the past couple of days They're trying to sort out where to go and which races to attack? Uh, it's been a bit of a logistical nightmare organising everything, where to go and what to do, when to go here, there and everywhere. But... Um, no, they trialled like I thought they would. Um, would like to have gone a bit quicker overall, but um, sure thing, Captain's actually um, a lot further forward than um, what I sort of thought and is way more further forward than speak the truth. But um, no, he they both, well, all three of them, but uh, mainly the two boys, they trialled you know, as I thought they would. Okay, so... Uh, sure thing captain won the trial, beating Speak the Truth. The margin was 16 metres. The overall time, 156.7 for the 17.80, 31.8, 30 30.1. And then they really flew home, 28.27.1. That's a fast last half. That's probably as quick as you can run around, Reckler, 55.1. Yeah, he did it easy. Adam never pulled the plugs on him. He said he did that himself. That's what he wanted to run. So he just sat there on him. Um, you know, he's very, very fast. We know that. Uh, but, um, it was, yeah, it was good that he got home that quick. Okay. So, Speak the Truth, I notice, is amongst nominations, and he's drawn in that field on Saturday night at Albion Park. Where do we see Sure Thing Captain? Uh, he's been nominated for the Paleface on Saturday night at okay. Menangle. All right. So, was the nomination already put in before the trial last night, or 
did you get the opportunity to put in an after the trial last night? No, well, <laughs> it was sort of funny. I looked on the Friday when they cancelled the trials and I saw that Menangle was on Tuesday and I thought, oh, if we try on Monday night, we'll be able to go because you have to have a, a trial or a start within six weeks at Menangle. You can't go in, like, without a trial. So I looked and there was no trials for Redcliffe on Monday night. So I rang Brett Rail up and I said, there's no trials on Monday night. Seeing as Friday was cancelled, would they put a trial on? So they did. And I'm like, well, everything's starting to align. That's pointing that we should probably go down for the pale face. So, And then the storms, they came and knocked on the door last night and they <laughs> turned around and went the other way. So I guess, you know, we've had quite a few blessings that way that have happened in our favour. So... I think, you know, maybe we'll give it a shot. I mean, it's going to be very, very hard. I mean, listening to you talk there about the horses and what they've run and what they can run, I feel like just staying at home. But, <laughs> you know, you never know if you don't go. So I guess I'll give him a chance. Well, he's got every right to be there. He's a feature race winner down there, and he's a very good horse in his own right. Just going back to last Friday, when that news came through that the trials had been lost and they made that call before the race meeting, did you freak out a little bit then? <laughs> I jumped on the phone and I said, what can we do? What can we do? I have to have an official trial before noms. But, um, yeah, I basically resigned myself to the fact that, oh, well, that's the end of that. We're not going. So, you know, and then to have all that happen, I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> it means something. So I better go. All right. So seven from 15 for sure thing, Captain. So he is nominated for Saturday night's Pale Face Adios. How strong did those noms look? Uh, yeah, I... Um, I had a good look at them. Um, it's the usual, you know, the good ones. Um, there was Merlin, who's called It's Merlin over here. Um, perfect class for real life. Captain Hammerhead, Rock and Roll Hammer. My guy, RD Flash. Um, better be the best. So there was quite a few good ones there. Um, we've raced a lot of them before. Obviously not Merlin or Perfect Class, but, you know, we've raced all the other ones and handled them. So... It'll be a it'll be a good race, but um, you know, apart from the top few, it does get a bit bit lighter on down the bottom end. So but, what do we uh, what do we need to do to qualify? Is it top three or top four? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's top four. Okay. Because uh, some of those other place getters from the first round of heats, they weren't allowed in this race. Um, the pale face. If you already qualified, you were not allowed in. So those ones, that's why they're not in the pale face. So this is the other one. So should be top four, which will take us to eight. But I'm not sure about the last two spots, whether they're, you know, at, at the handicappers or the, the selection, um, uh, you know, at the discretion. discretion. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's going to be a cracking addition, the, uh, the Chariots of Fire, when everything's said and done. Uh, it's just going to be a loaded race. Yeah, exactly. And... and and as they, they have in place, the winner gets an automatic invite into the Miracle Mile. And you'll probably understand why, because there's a chance that the horse that wins the Chariots would be right at home in the Miracle Mile, as it showed last year. The Chariots winner was the Miracle Mile mm. winner. So, you know, like, it's, 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 a, it's their right to be in the Miracle Mile, put it that way. They deserve it if they win it, because it's certainly going to be a good race. All right. Let's talk more about your thing, Captain. So he's come through the trial well. You mentioned that he's he's fairly forward as far as his fitness is concerned. So uh, are you happy with where he is right now? Yeah, well, he was set to trial six weeks ago, but he, he hurt his hamstring in the paddock. So it was a matter of fixing that up. But he never stopped work. He was in the water walker, and he was still training every day. So he never lost any fitness. And... Uh, at home, like he works with short thing, uh, with um, Speak the Truth at home. And just judging by his heart rate, I said, he's got to go to the trials. I said, because I can't get his heart rate high enough. He's not doing enough. So, 
then when he went to the trials last night, he did that easy enough, and his heart rate was way lower than what it usually is. So, yeah, he's a, he's a lot further forward than what I thought. So, you know, I know he's going to have to run as fast as he's ever run, but it's one of those races where they'll probably go mad up front, and hopefully we just have a sitting shot at them. So tackling a race like this on Saturday night, the Pale Face Adios, first up, um, obviously there's got to be some sort of reservation in the back of your mind, but you know deep down how talented your horse is, sure thing, Captain, and he can follow any sort of speed. So, so how do you approach it on Saturday night? Uh, cross your fingers and hope <laughs> for the best. <laughs> no, it's one of those things like, you know, it's going to be very hard because they're going to run very fast, but as I said, you won't know unless you go. So we won't know exactly what the go is, you know, where we're at unless we go. I mean, obviously, if you draw the outside of the front, it's going to be virtually impossible, but you never know because Menangle, you know, you can come from behind there because you're running in a straight line for the last, you know, three or 400 metres. So it makes it a lot more even than running on the smaller tracks. But as far as approaching goes, yes, I've got a bit of work to do with, you know, working out his routine when he's going to have another... A workout before Saturday night, um, just to see where he's at because he's got the float trip down and everything. So, you know, it's, as I said, a bit of a logistical nightmare shuffling everything <laughs> when we leave. But yeah, he's he's like he's, he's he's right on race weight now and everything. And I'll put him out in the paddock this morning and he managed to have a bit of a run around. So it didn't knock him last night. So, and he's he's a seasoned traveller. He's been up and down the eastern seaboard a few times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just on, on your fate, and you'll learn this later today with the barrier draw, but is it paramount uh, where he draws on Saturday night? No, well, he's one of those horses. He's blessed with gate speed. He can also stay a bit, and then he can follow any speed at all. And until he gets up against, you know, the top top horses, we don't know exactly how far he can go. But, you know, like he's, he's been sort of booked against his own age group, except for last year when he obviously went in the um, the... the Stock A, he was against the four-year-olds, but, you know, like, it's it's one of those things. Barrier draws at Menangle can sometimes be the worst thing. When you draw good, mm. you're tempted to use them early, while whereas I think in this race here, there's quite a few strong front runners, so maybe being in front is not the spot to be. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll uh, know later this afternoon. So that's sure thing, Captain. At this stage, when are you likely to hit the road with him? Will it be Thursday? Usually we go down Wednesday. We'll leave Wednesday morning and get down Wednesday evening, but... Uh, just with having to trial and like Van Stank, he's going with him. He, he'll be in the trot on Saturday night and that's a, a matter of when to fast work them and, you know, that sort of thing, as I said, usually we leave Wednesday, but because this was a last-minute decision last night with their fast work, it's a bit all over the place. So it'll either be yeah, Wednesday or Thursday, we're not sure. Okay. Uh, your record down there at Menangle uh, is excellent. So um, it's not as if it's uh, new to you. You know what's required to win down there. Yeah, yeah, we we sort of say with the good ones, you know, if you're going to go, because it obviously is a costly exercise and takes a, a lot of planning and that and being away from home, if you're going to go, you must think you can earn no matter where you draw. Mm. Yeah, that's so that, a barrier draw is just a digit. I mean, hey, it's only a bad draw if you get beaten. If you win, it's a good draw. So it doesn't really matter. Um, you can't change it once it comes out. So... I shouldn't be hoping for, you know, a good draw or anything like that because we don't usually get those. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, yeah, I know what it takes down there and the Queensland horses do equip themselves really well down there um, when they go down. So 
it's been a happy hunting ground over the last 18 months, yes. Yep, absolutely. Speaking of good draws, Speak the Truth got one on Saturday night for his return to racing. He's got gate seven at the mile start point. Um, out of last night's trial and then going into Saturday night's race, how much improvement do you think you'll get? Well, Adam and I always laugh after he trials because when he trials, he's useless. And and he's, he's never won a trial before in his life. Adam goes, he just, he, he just, he's such a smart horse. He can tell the difference between a trial and a race. In a trial, like, he's been beat by some ordinary horses before. And, you know, like, he goes to the races and he comes out and he just improves four seconds because he's, just he knows there's no there's no circling around before the start where he can eye off the opposition and intimidate them so he knows when there's a trial and he just goes straight up behind the gate he's like oh, it's time to be lazy and that's what he was last night just lazy but no he's trialed before um and gone got beat going 54 8 and comes out and wins going 51 so it wouldn't surprise me how much he improves okay so the plan with him he'll he'll eventually get to sydney you're probably eyeing off more the Bohemia Crystal Free for all of the light horse or whatever they call it now. So, is, is that still the main target for Speak the Truth? Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be more ideal. I mean, like being in a Miracle Mile, fantastic. Hey, if we somehow happened to manage to fluke to get in there, it'd be great to have a Miracle Mile runner. But as far as winning, that's probably not his favourite distance. But the twenty three hundred metre free for all would be perfect for him. And you know, it's still a hundred thousand dollars. It's no, it's no slouches race, but. Uh, you know, he has to go good on Saturday night and, and pull up good to warrant going down the following week for the sprint races because they have a clause in there stating that the preference is given to horses that go around in the sprints and the Newcastle Mile. So we've missed the Newcastle Mile, so he basically has to go around a sprint to try and get a run in the um, light horse free-for-all. So that's the, the plan of attack that way. All right. So is it just the three horses at this stage that you're taking down? So speak the truth, sure thing, Captain Van Sank? Uh, yeah, probably might take horseful, depending on how he goes on Friday. He's nominated for Friday at Albion Park. Uh, he would go down the following week just as a travelling companion. He would just go around in on, on a Tuesday race down there. He's um, he's not quite derby material, I would say, especially if Mark Purden's bringing his smart ones over. So he wouldn't go in that race, but uh, he'd just go down as a travelling companion. All right. That'd be the four. So Van saying he'd be the happiest out of that trio. He loves it down there in Sydney. <laughs> yes, he does love it. I don't know why. He just, yeah, you'd think he'd like it of here, you know, being out in the paddock <laughs> all the time, but he goes down there and he has to live in a, a walk-in, walk-out yard and you go out in the paddock occasionally, but no, he just, he loves loves racing down there. Yeah, too right, he does. So, so things are on, on track. So Despite all the, the hiccups with the weather over the past 24, 48 hours, things are things are looking okay. Yeah, well, they're on track as much as possible. Obviously, we would have liked to race under their belt. Um, I mean, sure, um, sure thing, Captain would have been better off having one start, but Adam said he'd be right, you know, for his, his second run. And if he makes it through to the Chariots, that is his second run. So he will be he will be right for that. But it's just a matter of, you know, everything aligning and us getting there to the Chariots. But... Uh, Obviously, they haven't raced for a few weeks, so that's always a downfall that they're not 100% race fit. But, you know, they're not, not far off. I've got to ask, uh, is there a plan B for sure thing, Captain? Uh, well, yes and no. Um, if he misses the chariots, obviously there's no big races for him until the winter carnival up here, but he's only an 80, 84 raider, so he's got plenty more racing. He would probably just come home, or he is Vic Bread, so he's still got a Vic Bread bonus in him, whether... Whether I popped him over the border a week or two later and you know went and won that bonus or, or something, I, I'm not sure. We'll just we'll get through Saturday night first. 
Okay. So the big three for, for sure thing, Captain, obviously the Chariots, the Rising Sun and the Eureka, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, well, the Eureka the Eureka would be awesome as well. I mean, I purposely kept him out of the Eureka last year being only a three-year-old by not going in the qualifying races and going in just the consolation, and, and he, he won that easily enough. So it's not like he's not up to that sort of racing. But, uh, yeah, he'd, he'd be right at home down there, the 2400 around... Um, Menangle would be perfect for him as well. Yep, absolutely. I appreciate the update. Good luck with the barrier draw later this afternoon and uh, fingers crossed everything goes smoothly for the rest of the week. Yeah, yeah, let's hope things start looking up and we can have a bit of luck down there. Right, fingers crossed. There's Shannon Price joining us, Steve. So a lot to look forward to. So hopefully Queensland's going to have good interest in that Chariots qualify the pale face Adios. So for real life, sure thing, Captain. RD's flash amongst nominations. Let's hope they all get a start. Chris, I noticed the fields had just come out a short while ago for Geelong on Friday night. A race of interest here is called the Geelong Rocket. Obviously, it's a mile event, only a field of six, and uh, hit the road, Jack Le Captain. Um, you've got, uh, what is that, Tang going with Sierra, triple eight. Mac Dan Catchaway is drawn outside the front line, field of six. So, not sure of the gate speed of some of those others, but I know if he started up, he can certainly mm. probably cross fairly quickly. So he's drawn the outside of field of six in that race where 25,000, the Geelong Rocket, catch yeah. away. Yeah, and, you know, obviously being captain obvious here, but this race is crucial for him. Um, he disappointed greatly in the uh, in the Hunter Cup catch a wave. He's the defending Miracle Mile champ. So he really needs to come out and, you know, put his hand up and say he's ready to defend his title. So... We'll wait and see, but, um, yeah, it's a crucial race in so many ways. Mm. And The 2,700, I know, I think he, yes, he might have been successful, but, I mean, that's not his go in life, is it, really? No, he's a, a short-course horse. Yeah. He's all speed. Matty Elkins is about to join Did us. Did he win an award the other night, Matty? Um, the Queensland Harness Awards on Sunday, which yeah, you hosted, and a little yeah. bird tells me that... Um, Jason Scott was very complimentary towards you as a broadcaster. Yeah, he, he, so that's for the, the Chief Executive Officer of Racing Queensland. Someone mm. just sent me a message. He said, make sure I mention it. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Matty anyway, wasn't there because... Apparently sung your praises for 25 minutes. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, the reason Matty wasn't there, his dad got uh, barrelled by a horse. Oh, okay. And um, I, I only found out about this at the uh, function on, on Sunday night. It's... It's pretty serious. Okay. So I wanted to talk to Matty about his drives today, but I wanted to get an update more importantly on his dad, Greg. So he's online with us now. Matty, appreciate the time. Good morning, guys. Pleasure as always. What's the update with your dad? Yeah, he's not real good. Um, I think he will end up being okay, but it's been a rough few days and they're still undecided um, on the procedures to come ahead, um, whether he goes in for surgery and may get the spleen taken out or not. Okay, so what happened? Um, he was just Friday afternoon. He was supposed to be at the races, I guess, and they were called off, and he was home feeding up, and one just got a bit scary when he was feeding it, and he sort of caught one in the back. So it um, wasn't very nice. Jeez. Yeah, so when do they make that decision? Uh, obviously <laughs> within the next 24, 48 hours, whether or not he is going to have the spleen removed? Yeah, they've sort of been going day by day and changing their mind a fair bit, but I think they're just monitoring to it and seeing how it goes. Um, I think obviously it'd be better if they don't have to take it out, but they obviously know what they're doing, so we just got to wait and listen, I guess. Mm. Matty was able to get help. I mean, was it obviously he would have been breathless and on the ground. So did he get? How did he get help? Or did someone know? You know was someone else there with him? Um, he was lucky. Mum was home, um, and she sort of heard the scream from inside and 
called the ambulance straight away and they actually um, ended up sending two ambulances out to him. How is he now? Like, is he in fairly good spirits? Yeah, I was talking to him yesterday morning. He was pretty good, actually. He found it on the phone. I went and picked up a couple of his horses and he was sort of barking some instructions at me for them, but... Um, apparently he wasn't too good yesterday afternoon again. Okay. Well, fingers crossed that, um, you know, it is going to be a speedy recovery. Uh, as I said, I learned about that on Sunday night, and uh, obviously there was concern there because it, 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 it sounded bad. So hopefully uh, he's on the road to recovery, and um, hopefully he can avoid surgery uh, because, um, yeah, it'll just make it a whole lot easier, obviously. Let's focus on your drives today. Um, your first drive, this is a very interesting runner. Uh, race one, number one, head him up. This is a gelding, a, a, a son of Waterloo Sunset. He's had five starts, two wins, one placing. First up in Australia, he comes across from New Zealand. He's a last start group three winner. He's had a recent trial. You didn't drive him in that trial, but what are your expectations of head him up here today? Yeah, unfortunately, I had to miss that trial. I had a mishap with one of the horses here and had to get him to the vet. So I was a bit disappointed I didn't go get to feel him in the trial. But by reports and on watching the replay, it looked like he tried well. All right. So lining up here, he's off the front. Uh, there's a few that are off a handicap. So just looking at his overall New Zealand record, if he steps here, can he can he beat this field? Yeah, I'd say um, if his manager good and he steps and trots, he probably shouldn't take care of that field pretty easily. Right. Have you heard anything from Taylor Gillespie, the trainer? Yeah, they're pretty happy. And I actually spoke to Shane after the trial, and he was pretty happy with the horse. Um, I think it can get a little bit starey behind the tapes and a bit funny there, but I think once it's trotting, it goes pretty well. Okay. So looking big picture, is there, you know, an obvious target coming up for him? Uh, are we looking at the Winter Carnival features for Head Him Up? Yeah, I know Sean sort of said a couple of times that... Um, He'd shot race in the Winter Carnival. It's probably the mainly main target for him at this stage. All right. Well, he's a, a very interesting horse here today. Race one, number one, hit him up. Uh, race three today, again for Taylor, offers bad boy. He's drawn out in seven. Is this a race that he can sort of recapture some form? Oh, I don't think so, to be honest. He's, um, you know, he probably needs a few things to go his way and drawn out there is going to be hard for him. Yeah. It's a bad draw, though, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. He doesn't help himself. All right, race five again for Taylor. Major Charlie. Now, he trialled recently. I thought the trial was okay. How does he line up here in this field? Yeah, obviously, he's sort of freshed up as well. He hasn't sort of raced for a little while, but um, if he can capture the form he had sort of last season, he was racing real well at Redcliffe there for a while. And as you said, his trial was sound enough. So if he gets a few things go his way, he probably is over the odds in that race. All right. What, what's the temptation earlier? Are you likely to run the gate or being first up, you want to drive conservative? Well, I always like to go forward, but we'll have to talk to Sean and see where he's at. But it probably doesn't look an overly quick front line, so he does possess good gate speed. So um, if they think he's forward enough, we probably will go forward. But if they want him to go back, we'll go back. All right. Well, he's a value chance there. Race five, number six, major trialer. Your own runner here, Midnight Calm. Race six, number three. Is today the day for Midnight Calm? Oh, we'll cross our fingers and hope. Um, I was sort of probably drove him bad last week. He was fresh up and probably thought Lethen Burn would want to hold the lead, so I elected to go back and to hand it up. So um, we might be looking to go forward this week and stamp some authority. OK, looking at this front row, there, there's quite a bit of power there. You've got Love by to your inside. Speak with Sam, Lieutenant, OB-1. They can all fly the gate. 
yeah, he um, sort of possesses good speed himself. And we have had a love bite off before and crossed it, but we did sort of stretch out and run a quick first quarter. But um, I think our first intentions will be to run the gate hard and try and touch down. And I think if he is in front, he'll be hard to beat. Okay, were you happy with last week? Yeah, he's a funny sort of horse. He takes a lot of work and it's almost cruel to have him fit half the time. So just sort of building him up. He's had a, had a run in another week's work and I think he's pretty close to the mark. All right. Your other runner today is race seven, number two, Rock Tagonon. Now, he's on the back up from Saturday night. I'm tipping you weren't shocked to see him shoot through and score on Saturday night. No, I, was, I sort of pictured as being three fans and him still being a real threat in the race. Um, but he finally got some luck and made full use of it. Okay, so how does this field stack up compared to Saturday night? Um, take Sender out of the race, and I think he probably is winning today. Um, it's obviously the class runner and raced really well there on Saturday night, so it's obviously going to be very hard to beat. Um, but apart from that, I think it's a pretty similar race, and he could be running second. Okay. He's going well, Rock Tag, and also it was a deserving win there on the weekend. Yeah, I think um, sort of every week he draws bad and runs home, and... Even that last start, he ran eighth, but he actually had a faster last half than the winner, RD's Flash, and was the widest runner. So it doesn't sort of matter what he races. He's consistent, turns up every week and tries his best. All right. Well, you've got some good drives today. Which one are you most looking forward to? I'm probably looking forward to the Trotter. Um, you know, first up, I really got a wrap on it. But if I'm tipping one, I'll tip Midnight Calm. All right. We'll take both. We'll, we'll take the multi. Race one, number one, hit him up. Midnight Calm, race six, number three. Hey, Matty, appreciate the time. Appreciate the update on your dad, too. Wish him all the best, and uh, hopefully we'll see him back at the track sooner rather than later. Thank you. Appreciate it.